Greetings and welcome to the Script Podcast. My name is Marcel Redhead Farm D, which means I hold a doctorate degree in pharmacy. My pharmacy career spanned over 30 years in both hospital and retail pharmacy setting. The Script Podcast is about real life of the pharmacy staff and how we can make your experience better by providing drug information and resources. Be sure to tune in every other week for fun stories and drug updates on a variety of medication and disease states. Here with me is my co-host, Michelle Hofstad, also PharmD, specialized in oncology, pain management, and sterile products. Greetings! <laughs> how are you, Marcel? Hey, I'm great, thank you. And how are you? I'm okay, I'm hanging in there. You know life. It's cold. It is. My mic needs some weather. Mm-hmm. Need some hot cocoa here. Or chocolate tea, perhaps. I'm drinking my tea. Are you? Yes, I have my tea here. Because the last time I tried to do um mocha latte and I had it around this time, I couldn't even go to sleep. <laughs> so that's not a good thing. Can't do that anymore. Unless if you're working the night shift, then that's, yeah. I'm, I'm on taking, uh, tonight I'm having, you know, I have a variety. Uh, tonight I'm, I'm having lemongrass. Mm-hmm. No, this isn't herbal tea. Um, something new I'm trying and liking. That's good. So what's on the script for today? Well, today's script is about Fake prescriptions, and when I talk about <laughs> fake, it's not just any prescription, narcotic prescription. So a narcotic prescription, an opioid prescription, one in the same. Um, and this script is about a patient coming into the pharmacy with a fake prescription and also using another person's document to fill the prescription. So the prescription is fake and the prescription is not for him, it's for somebody else. So it's like, you know, double whammy here. So how did you know the prescription was fake? Well, you know, you don't really know that a prescription is fake until you do the homework. So if you suspect a fake prescription, especially when you get narcotics, as a pharmacist, you know, when you get a narcotics, you know, your antennas go up and you're like, ding, 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 ding. Is this, do I recognize this handwriting? Um, You know, blasey, blasey. I'm going to, if you're not sure. Blasey, (laughs) blasey. You're going to start to do your checks. So call the doctor verify you know that the patient was there you know this is the he wrote that script you know that's your number one thing um you know the other thing you can do is um try to 
look and make sure that all the regulatory stuff adds up, like the DEA number is authentic, you know, uh, the signature you recognize, you know. If you're getting a fake prescription from your area, it's fake because you already, you know, used to your doctor's handwriting, you know, you know what they write. After a while, if, you, if you're not a floater and you're working that same area on a daily basis, you pretty much would know. But if this patient is coming from out of state, you know, another county far away, that's another clue if that's a fake prescription code. Why would you leave 10 tongues to come all the way to my pharmacy to fill a prescription? So, well, maybe you have excellent service, perhaps. Well, it depends. Now, if I, if I don't have all your medication, I'm not your pharmacist that fills all your medication. You just single me out out of the blue and bring me a fake prescription. But if you're, if you're not my regular customer, we got a problem. So because this is an opioid and opioids are the talk of the town these days, a lot of people refer to the likes of opioids as the painkillers. Morphine, Oxycontin, fentanyl, Oxycodone, or just to name a few. I just wanted to point out a cute fact, especially about morphine. Did you know that it's a prototype drug? It was first isolated from the opium poppy plant back in 1803. These drugs actually are the new designer drugs due to its ease of access. You know, you can just go to the doctor's office, complain about pain, and depending on the type of doctor, they may or may not write you a script. The main effect for those who don't suffer from pain is a great high. It's such a euphoria, you think you're in wonderland. It's better than sliced bread. Of course, there are a lot of side effects in reference to that, but we'll get to that later. But Opioid misuse and abuse can lead to overdose and death. In 2018, according to the CDC, around 67,000 deaths occurred in the U.S. with the higher death rates happening in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and New Hampshire. So I just wanted to give a little background about that before we go into your wonderful story. I heard the story already and I think it's um, really interesting but scary at the same time. So what, what do you have for us, Marcel? Yes, so um, this being our first podcast, some background, um, this happened and um, while I was practicing retail pharmacy for a large chain in an urban neighborhood, it was about early afternoon and I'm, you know, there's laboring over like 200 prescription uh, when I came across this prescription and it kind of like checked me. I'm like, what? Yeah, this is Mr. L's prescription. I was like, wow, what has happened to him? Because being a pharmacist, after a while, you become so familiar with your pa with your patients and their names and you know their lifestyle, 
Um, this Mr. L that the prescription was written for was one of my very um, regular customer. You know, I could pretty much visualize his profile and he never gets this opioid. So the drug was Percocet, which is uh, oxycodone combined with Tylenol. And most of the medication Mr. L will get at my pharmacy is eye drops. So I started to worry. I started to think, is something happened to him? What's going on? How come he's in the, he came to the store and I wasn't aware of it because he's the type of guy makes a lot of noise. You know, once he, from, from the time he entered the store, he's yelling for his favorite people um, and things like that. In fact, he doesn't fill his prescription on certain dates because he wants a particular pharmacist to take care of him. Oh, don't you just hate when that happens? It's so embarrassing sometimes. It's good for the person that that particular patient wants, but then it's bad for the other pharmacist who has to deal with that. And guess what? The other, he wanted the other pharmacist, not me. So oh, Lord. I was like... He's leaving a prescription while I'm here. Hmm. Something is just not making sense. He came in quietly. He saw me. He didn't say hi. He left his prescription for moi to fill. Mr. Yeah. L? Me? Hell no. So, okay. Okay. So, I, I said... Um, I just had to stop whatever, you know, and just take a minute to digest this. I said, you know, this does not add up. Let me just check and see, you know, with the doctor. Because nothing looked right. I didn't recognize the doctor handwriting. I didn't recognize anything except the customer's name. So I called the doctor, called the office, and they didn't have any um, patient, any customer by the name of of Mr. L. And so I decided to um, put that prescription aside because I realized that, you know, that that was not accurate. I'm curious, how did they get Mr. L's name? Well, I can speculate. Um, and that's what I think happened. Uh, I don't know for sure, but this is what I am assuming. Um, so Mr. L is older um, male, and uh, back in those days, we, this practice is here in New Jersey, indigent patients um, who were getting like state programming um, that is paying for their um, their medical care. We have a, a insurance. We call, they call it Medicaid. Uh, Back then, Medicaid was not, um, was just um, the state service. There were no HMOs. And each patient was, um, was issued a card every month because every month your Medicaid was renewed because for whatever reason, you could lose your Medicaid next month, you know. So they would mail these people a fresh, you know, it was like a paper card. It wasn't like the wallet thingy, like the hard card that you can stick in your wallet. So it was this piece of paper that looked like a check or something. And they carry around this thing for a month and then they discard it and they get another one at the beginning of the month. Okay. 
if they're still eligible for services because a lot of the stuff was not online. So I guess that was another way to keep tab that they were current and active. Oh, I see. So um, what happened, what I'm assuming, assuming that happened was he might have just thrown out his card for the month. That was the end of the month. And because he received a new card and this um, individual might have picked it up and use it to get the prescription written. Because you may or may not be aware that there are people on the street that can write prescriptions even better than, than the real doctors. So, oh my God. Uh, you know, they're looking for stuff like that. You know, people who would throw out their cards um, carelessly. That's why your, your information is so important. You, you have to be careful when you're discarding um, stuff with your information on it. So they use this card um, to write a fake prescription, but to get it even paid by an insurance company. So, you know, had they went to a different store, they might've, it might've been better because the person would not have known him and it might've been easier for them to get through. But also back in those days, um, there were some patients were locked to one store. So they couldn't even fill their prescriptions elsewhere. So I am not sure if his card was like that, if he was one of those patients, but um, mostly patients get restricted from abuse. And he was not a patient that would abuse services and medication. So I didn't, I don't think that he was locked in my store, but they, they had to know his movements because they knew that was his home store. And they thought that it probably wouldn't get too much scrutiny if they bring it to his home store, which they did. But um, thank God we were the regular pharmacist there and we know him and, you know, so we were like saying like, this is not making sense. Maybe he can't leave the house, he's sick. Uh, we'll give him a call at home, uh, which I eventually did. I call him up and he didn't answer the phone. So, you know, I started to like say, well, maybe it is him and he's probably sick. But before, um, that was all before I made that call to the doctor. And I was so at, the, at this point now, I know that it's not him. Um, because the doctor office is, um, doesn't know the patient. And I'm waiting now with this prescription on the side to see who is going to be the one to come to pick up the prescription. So we waited and waited. And then all of a sudden, I heard my text saying, there's someone here for Mr. L's prescription. So I walked over and I said, hi, are you Mr. L? And he said, yes. Oh, wow. Hmm. Really? Yes. I said, so where did you get this prescription from? Uh, uh, he's like kind of stumbling on words. And uh, 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 I was like, um, I said, this prescription is fake. Why did you bring it here? Oh, mm. uh, uh, you know, and he could not speak anymore after that. So, you know, the what eventually happened, we called in security. Really? Wow. Um, we also called the police. He was arrested. The next thing was called me in um, to testify, which 
was not something I was interested in doing. Oh my God. (laughs) Just want you guys to know that um, you got to be extremely vigilant as a pharmacist. And, you know, as patients, you know, you got to be very careful with your information because there are people out there that is going to steal that information and, and good stuff with it. Actually, I had a friend, we graduated pharmacy school together and she went through something sort of like what you went through. However, hers was planned. It was an actual DEA agent that came in with a fake prescription to test her to see if she would actually fill it. And it was scary because she was a brand new pharmacist. She just graduated and this was her first job down in Florida. And the DEA agent came in with the fake (sighs) script and um, she felt funny about the prescription. And then she checked the DEA Mm -hmm. number and found out that it was incorrect. So she questioned that particular individual and the person took the prescription and walked out the door. And maybe five minutes later, two suits came in to talk to her and says, you know, it's a good thing you didn't fill that script because it was fake. And she was so scared. She actually wanted to quit because she was so scared. But because, you know, what happens? We have a lot of bills as pharmacists when we finally graduate due to the exorbitant expense of becoming a pharmacist through pharmacy school, especially now that we have PharmDs, fellows, stewardships, all of this good stuff. Mm-hmm. She didn't quit. She stuck with it. And um, I think she moved up here. We lost touch. Mm. It was it was just scary. And because of that, I never wanted to do retail because I was so afraid that I would probably be the one to get caught up in stupidity like that because it's you know retail it's really fast paced depending on where you are in the part of the country I know up north it's really fast you do more than 250 scripts a day for one pharmacist and you have to be so precise you can't make any mistakes because you have every single patient's life in your hand you know you don't Mm -hmm. want that Wow. Yep. So, I mean, that was an interesting story. It's a good thing you lived to tell it because, I mean, <laughs> you, that, there were a couple of stories in Long Island where uh, pharmacists were held up at gunpoint for the narcotics. I don't know of any pharmacists getting killed. Oh, listen, I have a good story, too. Like, um, there was a ph- there's a pharmacist um, that I worked with, and I believe you did, too. So he's also a cop, and oh, yeah. <laughs> he and he uh, he was working in store one night, and they um, you know came in and they pulled the gun and said like open the safe, wow. and he pulled his gun back oh, <laughs> yeah. and run after. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting, you know. He's like. You know, he's like, this is a stick up. He said, this is the police. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think that guy knew that was coming. Nope, they didn't know that. I know that story they probably never came back that way. <laughs> life, life, life. Well, that was great. Thank you for the story. Yes. Yeah. 
Definitely. I appreciate that. I hope it's something everybody learns. The gist of the story is number one, try not to take narcotics unless you really need it because there are some patients who are in pain. Two, it's not worth it to try and get it illegally because eventually you will get caught. Yeah, and stay away from other people's pain medicine, you know. Correct. Don't share medication, especially um, addictive medications. And because you never know, you might be allergic to the ingredient. You might overdose yourself. I mean, there's so many um, different things that can go wrong. Don't share medications. It's not a good idea. Yeah, life is too short. And especially if you want to test out medications, if you have an allergic reaction to a particular medication, especially narcotics, it's not good Mm. because you'll have shortness of breath. Your lips will swell. You'll have hives. I mean, there are different degrees of allergic reactions, but if you're the lucky one to get the most severe, you'll probably end up dead. You don't want that just what, because you want to try and impress somebody or join a particular clique it's not worth it right so anything else you'd like to add marcel i would like to leave you with the last segment of our broadcast it's called do you know so uh as a retail pharmacist i always get that question um oh well my Narcotic is too soon, but I'll pay cash. <laughs> and, you know, when I, when I say too soon, I mean like too soon to be filled because you should have more pills and the insurance company is saying no because they're not going to pay for it until it's due. Well, because of abuse, people will say, I'll pay cash and what um, pharmacists may or may not do is say okay and take cash for it. Well, that is illegal. So when your prescription is too soon, you're not supposed to pay cash for it. That is illegal. It's like filling your prescription too soon. Paying cash don't make it right. (laughs) (laughs) So take your prescription exactly how it's prescribed and you will not have that problem with your prescription being too soon (laughs) yeah i have one more i know this wasn't uh specifically about opioid abuse it was mainly about um illegal prescriptions but for patients who have a addiction. There are some numbers I'd like to share. There's a national drug helpline, which is 844-289-0879. And there's also the uh, American Addiction Centers for Drug Abuse, which is 888-744-0069. And I have to say, I mean, You know, I understand when you're young and even older people, 
you get a little taste of something that gives you a high to forget about your troubles and your woes. But guess what? It's going to come back. Your troubles and woes are always going to be there until you take care of them. Drowning yourself in these medications or even in alcohol, it's, it's really not going to help. It's going to do more damage to you than good. And I wouldn't recommend you guys doing it. There are some patients out there who are in severe pain and do need these medications because of the irresponsibility of others. It makes it harder for the patients who actually need these medications to jump through hoops over and over again, which is really not fair. That's all I have to say about that. We would also invite you um, out there in podcast land to, you know, send your questions in, you know, your response. If you like the storytelling, you know, you can give us a thumbs up with that. This is our first podcast, but we will be broadcasting every other week. Um, so we are looking forward to see you there with your tea, like us, having fun. But thank you so much for listening to our first podcast. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Hopefully we'll get to see you guys again soon. Okay. See you in two weeks. Okay, I'll see you then. Okay. Take care. Okay, we're signing off. Bye-bye. Ready. Wait a minute, Marcel. You're supposed to do the introduction first. <laughs> Where's my introduction, Elizabeth? <laughs> I learned. Where's my intro? I guess I'll make one up. I don't know. Wonder Woman, make one up. You have it there. That's why we have this here. Come on now. Okay, I gotta find myself. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, where's my intro? Oh, God, I'm trying to Oh, mother, father. Michelle? No! Stop.